Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Reversing Hashimoto's Show. I'm your show host, Dr. Anshul Gupta, a functional medicine expert. I help people reverse their Hashimoto's disease by making personalized functional medicine plans. And we have with us great Reed Davis, you know, who is doing phenomenal work in the natural ways of approaching diseases, especially thyroid. And I'm privileged to have him over here today to share all the knowledge that he has. So welcome, Reed, over here. Thank you very much, Dr. Anshul. I am uh, very happy to be here for your audience and you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Before we move forward, because we have a lot more to talk about, let me introduce you to our audience so they are aware of who you are. So Reed Davis is a board-certified holistic health practitioner and certified nutritional therapist. He's an expert in functional lab testing and holistic lifestyle medicine. He is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition and the FDN certification course with over 4,000 graduates in 50 countries. Reed served as a health director at a wellness center in Southern California for over 10 years and with over 10,000 clients is known as one of the most experienced clinicians in this field. Reed serves as the advisory board of the American Natural Wellness Coaches Board and the American Association of Natural Wellness Coaches. Welcome, Reed, over here again. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here and talk about our topic today. Yeah, so I'm very curious. You know, we have different experts talking about different kinds of diet, their nutritional approach to thyroid and Hashimoto's disease. And it looks like you have your own um, kind of system which you have built up, you know, on different, like I think your experience in the field of wellness and functional medicine for over 10 years, which you have named as functional diagnostic nutrition. So tell us more about that, you know, what it is, how is it different and what is your approach? Uh, thanks so much for the opportunity. You know, I came to the wellness field from a different area. I was in environmental law. And so I was out saving the planet, I thought, air, birds, water, trees, bees. And then in 1999, long time ago, I started wondering more about people. So I see a lot of dead animals and things, the air, the water, very polluted. And I studied this thoroughly and I could see the damage being done. And I started wondering, well, what about us? You know, what about myself even? You know, I, I was very healthy at the time, but I didn't want anything to sneak up on me later, you know, how some diseases do. And so I switched jobs. I started working with my, my son was a high school athlete and I started working with his chiropractor who had this wellness center. It was, it was a multidiscipline center and she hired me I, right out of one field into another. I jumped in with both feet. And of course I wanted to help people now instead of the environment. And uh, I was shocked. I was just shocked. Again, remember, I had no health problems. So I didn't know what going to the doctor was like, uh, except for some injuries, some sports kind of thing. So everybody coming into this clinic, and it was a very busy clinic, doctor, and they were searching for something alternative. They pretty much had given up on standard medicine. And functional medicine hadn't really been uh, come of age yet, you know, so it was still in a weird time of alternative 
this became uh, complementary, became integrative, and finally now it's become functional medicine is a common term. But none of that existed back then. So I was a guy who was allowed to do almost anything in the office to try to help people. And I had a lot to learn, a lot to learn. But I had nothing to unlearn. You know, I was a pretty much a blank slate. And I had to do it all within the context of not a licensed practitioner, not a medical doctor. So how could I help people? Well, just very, very fortunately, I uh, love telling this story. I'll try to make it short. Uh, but I started using laboratory work. These were the alternative labs of the day. And the doctors there authorized me and they signed for me and they, they supervised me. But they let me go and uh, try to help with these alternative labs. I was very good at getting people to run these labs. So I became the champion in our community for alternative laboratory work. And I worked there for 10 years, running thousands of labs on thousands of people. And I started, along with my good mentorship that I had, I had my own powers of observation and the volume of work. Matter of fact, I'll just tell you that after some years, one of the laboratories that we use came to me and said, who the hell are you? How do you run so many labs? Nobody is, you're the busiest guy in the whole country. You run more, here's what he said, you run more labs than any five doctors combined. How do you do it? I said, and I didn't know the answer. I said, I just do it. I just, I think it's fun. I enjoy my work. I'm helping people. And I didn't know it was a very special thing that I, my volume was that high. So after 10 years, you know, you're going to recognize some things. You're going to uh, have learned some things. You're going to uh, have helped a lot of people, not everybody, but through, again, recognition of patterns and not having any agenda except for helping that person identify their own unique healing opportunities. And I'll just end with that. That's the difference between what I called functional diagnostic nutrition. That's just a name I called after many years, I had to call it something and it just stuck. I picked it, it stuck. Um, and these patterns that I recognized became very, very important because that's what I teach now in my, uh, certification course. You can now uh, basically duplicate what I did so well in the office uh, by taking my course. And I'm not here to sell my course. I'm just saying that I've become a teacher now because they kind of forced me into it. Wow. That's an amazing story. You know, like I think, uh, as you correctly said, you know, like at, at some point, you know, with the functional medicine did not exist. And, you know, we needed people, you know, like you, who were innovative, who were thinking out of the box, and then who had so much to offer currently to all of us. You know, we are offering, you know, great testing opportunities just because of you, where we are, you know, we have access to all of these great tests where people can know exactly what is going on with them. But I would like sure. to know, like, you know, what kind of patterns, you know, you have identified or what kind of testing you, what is the process sure. that you employ so people have a better understanding of it? Well, remember, this happened over a long period of time, many years, and I ran thousands of labs. I specialized kind of at first in the hormone testing because most of our clients and patients were women in their 40s, 50s, 60s. And um, I did a lot of bone density testing. I had It was a way of attracting people. 
into the office and uh and i started testing hormones and when i figured out how to balance the hormones naturally no drugs people got better but they weren't all the way better so then i learned about testing the immune system and finding out overactive underactive chronic acute different things going on with the immune system then digestion detoxification systems energy production and finally the nervous system balancing sympathetic with parasympathetic you know the autonomic so now that pattern spells hidden h-i-d-d-e-n h-i-d-d-e-n so it's very easy for me to remember so i can explain it to you <laughs> and it's easy to teach hidden are the hidden stressors and dysfunctions hormone immune digestion detoxification energy production and nervous system so that system that i developed over all those years looking for the hidden stressors and dysfunctions remember uh, i had uh, no ability to diagnose specific things i was more interested in all the constellation of healing opportunities doctor that were often very far removed from their symptoms so they might have Hashimoto's or irritable bowel system, or they could have migraine headaches or bad skin, hives, you know, all kinds of conditions. I just recognize this pattern of uh, multiple healing opportunities. So that was the testing, and it involved uh, saliva testing, urine testing, stool testing, blood work, of course, uh, especially around the food sensitivities. We tested every person for what foods you're sensitive to. So it, it's a lot of lab work. You know, it's it's uh, an investment for a person of sometimes well over $1,000 in the lab work. But consider this. Everybody coming in our office was caught in a cycle of trial and error. They'd already been to six, eight, even 10 different practitioners, standard and otherwise. And I and they weren't better yet. Now this remember at the beginning I didn't know anything. I just I wanted to help people. And the first thing I thought was, "Wow, what a ripoff! I I can't believe you've been to six, eight, ten different practitioners, some doctors, some otherwise, and you're not better yet. That that's how can you live with yourself? You know, like like I just didn't know what the medical system was like. I I. I was shocked, and um, I was out riding my motorcycle one day thinking about these people over and over and over again. Why are they putting their health in someone else's hands? Number one concern. Why don't they take charge? Like me, I was a very in charge of my own body, and of course, I had no health problems. But, but um, the other thing I thought is, you know what? I'm going to be the last person they need to see. <laughs> now that that could sound very funny to a medical doctor or someone with who's all this training and we don't know how to help some of these i was determined i was going to be the last person so my mission has always been really help them really and, and i ran so many labs to try to get to the underlying causes conditions and uh, way upstream sometimes very far removed so that's what i'll say about my testing Unless you have more, more, I'm happy to answer more. But saliva, urine, blood, stool, 
we're looking for the H-I-D-D-E-N, stressors, dysfunctions. Sometimes they're very far removed, but they all identify one thing, healing opportunities. So that's what the system is, you know, again, very similar to functional medicine where, you know, we find the root causes. So you have identified your own root causes. Now through the root testing, through the root cause testing, basically you find these hidden root causes and you see the patterns behind them. And then, you know, those are the healing opportunities where you are using the healing opportunities for people to get better. Is that kind of, you know, explains? The yes, I'll, I'll, exactly. Let, let me just add one thing. I many years ago dropped the word root cause. Hmm. And it's not a bad thing to look for. It's a good thing to look for. But what I noticed in most chronic downward spiraling degenerative conditions what people suffer from, they have multiple complaints. And the reason is they have multiple causal factors. That's why I say we always look for a multitude, a whole constellation of healing opportunities. Because here's something that you don't know. You have causal factors, some very far removed, and they're having an effect upon each other. So these so-called root causes are affecting each other in ways that are not singly measurable. Remember, I'm a lab testing guy. I've run thousands and thousands of labs. I love lab work, but there isn't enough. There, there's no way to test certain things, mm -hmm. not singly. So you have to understand the relationship between these causal factors, how they have an effect upon each other. And it's called, called, called commonly connecting the dots. You know, but it, and some people talk about it, but I'm not sure that they all are getting enough data mm -hmm. to connect, to, to identify that constellation. Because only when you do that, well, well, let me put it this way. When you do that, you really give the person the best chance at really healing all of their troubles, not just their one diagnosis. And, and that was where some of these poor patients came in and had uh, been failed by the medical system, by the standard medical system. They, they, uh, they, they had a sounds like diagnosis. Oh, it's this. And as soon as they get labeled with that hypothyroid or you name something, it doesn't matter. They're going to leave all these other healing opportunities off the table, you know, and, and we were able to bring it all in, in a very holistic, bring all the healing opportunities together if possible. So root cause, yes but there's multiple, they're having an effect upon each other. And that's why I came up with the phrase metabolic chaos instead of just root cause. Now there's, what you have is metabolic chaos. There's lots of root causes, they're affecting each other. And uh, so you need a holistic plan for the whole, to handle the whole thing. That was the other half, of course, of my process. Yeah, no, I think that was very important point because obviously, you know, like we, when we talk about root cause, the message that goes out to a lot of people is that there is one magic cause or one magic thing which is happening and they will find that magic thing and they just work on that one thing and everything will be reversed. And we yeah. see the same thing in our practice also is that, you know, I tell people there is not just one thing. There exactly. are a myriad of things and unfortunately they, you know, are interconnected. So you need to not yep. only find that one thing, you need to find all the things and then how they're connected with each other. And then only you can actually make a plan. And that's the reason a lot of Beautiful. people do all these testing, you know, they have done done it on their own. 
and obviously the computer like our ai just spits out like a lot of recommendations just based on that one test and obviously they're doing it but they do not get better and they say well it doesn't work yeah. i think the reason it doesn't work is that they're not recognizing that you know it can it is interconnected and then you to you need to recognize those patterns then you need to take in account everything to get better right yes sir yeah that's exactly right and so that requires not just one pill or one surgery or something like that it requires their entire life lifestyle Be lifestyle medicine is now the the key even beyond functional medicine lifestyle medicine whatever you want to call it i call it holistic uh, <laughs> wellness you know right. yeah no i think i agree with that you know like the name doesn't matter as you said you know and the names will keep on changing but we need to know the gist of it and obviously how the approach is there so like in your approach, let's say, you know, like a person comes to you and then you did all these different tests, you know, identified the patterns. Then the approach after that is generally like people can just can get better with food or is it like a supplement plan or what does it like, you know, entail doing those things? Wonderful question, because that's the other half of the equation, the other side of the coin. One side is what's wrong? What are the healing opportunities? Now, what can this person do about it themselves? Remember, part of our desire is to put them in control. The person needs people. Don't give up control of your health to someone else. Learn what's going on. Learn everything that we have to teach about function. Now, how do you control it? Well, you control it with a holistic lifestyle. It can begin. We could go way in the clouds, talk about how you think and your emotions and things. But if you just start with diet, then rest, then exercise, stress reduction. Everyone's heard that word stress before. And then supplementation. So that's five things. D-R-E-S-S. -S. So we have the hidden stressors, H-I-D-D-E-N, healing opportunities. Now we apply the principles of health building in control, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction supplementation and it's really quite a remarkable formula that doesn't treat anything specifically it treats everything non-specifically it has an effect on every cell tissue organ and system in the body in the entire organism and therefore people just get healthier and their problems often just go away because they've overcome it They've worked on everything simultaneously, H-I-D-D-E-N, through D-R-E-S-S, -S, the principles of health building. And yes, sometimes that could, uh, some obstacles to healing might be in the mind or emotions of a person. Um, the tests don't really cover that part, but that's where our coaching style, our coaching method, our basic philosophy of getting people to adjust their behavior, even their way of thinking, and take control and responsibility. And we give them the tools. The dress protocol is individualized through the lab work. We have your data. We have your complaints, your problems, your history, everything going on. Now we need to work together for some time. The body will heal. What it does, what the body cannot heal, that's where medical doctors come in. But otherwise, the body's pretty smart, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to teach a cell what its job is. Oh, absolutely. So basically, the diet plans can vary from person to person, right? All of these plans can vary depending on what you see on the test results, right? Absolutely. So I could talk about each thing. The, the diets particularly 
interesting because there's no one diet that's right for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, when I first started, I remember I was healthy. I just pretty much ate what I wanted to and high high quality nutritious food because I I grew up that way uh, with both my grandfathers being uh, farmers. But but um, uh, the modern diet is so far removed from that. They call it the sad diet. The standard American diet, anyway, is horrible. Look how disease-causing it is. It, it, it really is the foundation of most disease, I think. But uh, this very poor diet. But there's not one right. So in the beginning, in, in t- the year 2000, when I was playing with this, um, Atkins diet, the Atkins diet was very popular. Yep. And it worked for a lot of people. I said, okay, let's try it. I read the book by Dr. Atkins. Wow. I learned a lot. I read many other books, but but I put everybody on the Atkins. It didn't work. Some people liked it. Some people didn't feel any different. Some people hated it and got worse. So I started having to learn about, oh, my God, now the diet, I have to learn everything. How do I find the right diet for each person? And I came across a system. Uh, it's called uh, the Metabolic Typing by William Wolcott. He's a smart guy. You can get his book, uh, The Metabolic Typing Diet by William Wolcott. Good good read. Good way to, to eat and learn how you can adjust the diet to your own individual genetic requirements. So we do that. And, and that way we get the diet right. Minus the food sensitivities. And if all you did was that, if all you did for a person is just test for food sensitivities, I've seen so many things just disappear starting with migraine headaches the hives really bad hives other skin conditions asthma add in children i once had a boy uh his mom was a successful patient in our clinic she asked if i work with kids yeah why not so ran some tests and this kid was he was being sent home from school for behavior problems and and the teachers and principal wanted him to go on drugs and the drug of choice back then was Ritalin for ADD. Mom didn't want to do Ritalin. We ran some tests. We got the boy going to bed earlier, eating a better breakfast, lunch, and dinner, changed his diet completely. Some other things in his environment were affecting his nervous system. Within three weeks, doctor, within three weeks, the principal of the school tracked me down and said, "Who? You know, who, what did you put this boy on? Like it was some medication. No, he, he said the boy is so different. He pays attention. He's well behaved. He's learning. He's he's a good kid now. And, you know, again, he thought it was some magic pill. No, we just put him on a good diet, got rid of uh, chemical sensitivities, got rid of food sensitivities. It completely changed his life. That, that That's one of the earlier sort of miracles that happened that, that taught me I was on the right track. Wow, that's amazing. You know, like, you know, this is an inspirational stories. And, you know, a lot of our kids, you know, have been, you know, diagnosed with ADHD or ADD and have been on these medications for lifelong sometimes. Because as yeah. soon as you stop it, you know, like you're back to where you were and they get used to these medications. And we know that there are so many side effects, so many issues associated with it. And they're not even treating the real problem. And by doing these oh. methods and things that you mentioned, you know, like we see great results and these kids do get better. 
So that is amazing. Right. So let's come to the food sensitivity because, you know, like we have had different people over here have spoken about food sensitivity and, you know, there's so many different tests for the food sensitivity, like, you know, either the IgGs, the MRT testing and the other ones. And everybody has a preferred test, you know, that you know, they do. So what is your preferred way of testing? Yeah, for, you know, the food yeah. Sensitivity? I'm, I'm very happy to say that my preferred initial food screening is the MRT, the mediator release test, because it measures inflammation eight, eight different ways. You know, if you're getting uh, inflammation, any kind from any any cell, cellular process, uh, the mediator release is the culprit. So we can identify the foods that are the likely culprits. Now I have to say this, so so miracles have occurred. You know, it, it's one of those tests that looking backwards, Wow, fantastic. So happy we ran that test. I've had, uh, I used to coach football, youth youth football. I had kids on the team that had asthma and all kinds of problems. <laughs> we would test the kids and they would get better. But not every one of them, because the problem could be caused by something other than foods. So it, you need to eliminate foods. You know, look again, looking backwards, fantastic test. Looking forwards, if I had a young man or lady in front of me, uh, should they run the test? Yes. Is it going to help them? I don't know. Because only to the degree that that food is affecting them will removing the food reverse that effect. You know, so they'll get better to whatever degree foods were contributing to the metabolic chaos. Mm -hmm. So if foods were the number one thing, creating chaos in that person and they're all symptomatic, then you get rid of the foods and they, everything quiets down. They return to normal function. They may have some residual other dysfunction, but you know, so I can't tell who it's gonna help looking forward, but looking backwards, it's helped a lot of people in great, great ways. So we we just run the test. You have you kind of have to. You, you just you don't want to miss that one. No, I agree with that. And as you kind of pointed out before, also is that you know there can be multiple root causes, you know, which are kind of affecting each other out. So you cannot just you know work on one, you know, because as you mentioned, for one person, the food sensitivity might be playing seventy percent role in their disease process, while in some people yes. it might be just twenty percent. So, you know, yeah. obviously you're going to see the improvement, but how much, you know, you cannot guess that yeah. beforehand, right? That's where the complete exactly. testing is very helpful, I guess. Yeah, so it's a standard screening for us. Standard mm -hmm. screen, everyone, no matter, no matter what their problem. It's, and by the way, in Hashimoto's, we found it to be very effective because you're eliminating one contributor to metabolic chaos or two or five or 10. And even the number of sensitivities a person has can be illustrative, can illustrate, wow, you have a lot. Some people might have 10 food sensitivities. Other people I've seen have 50 or 60 different food sensitivities. What does that tell you about that person? Well, they're, they're sensitive to a lot of things. Right. And that would spill over into other areas. They can be sensitive to the new carpeting, the new paint, their personal care products, the clean, household cleaning products, mm -hmm. car products, you know, where they work could have uh, chemicals in the environment. Um, you know, if you're, if you work for an airline, for instance, 
the amount of flame retardant on the everything around the plane they just spray it spray 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 it. you can't smell it because they hide they hide the smell but man the chemical and you're going to be breathing that every day not to mention the diesel fuel you know jet fuel and things like that so there are certain jobs that are just very bad for you <laughs> So that's come to the point is the toxins, right? You know, like again, because we yeah. see that being a very, very major player role, you know, in a lot of almost like 90% of my Hashimoto's patients, you know, will have some of the other toxins in their system. So are you testing for those also? Like, you know, all yes. the different kinds of toxins or just one? Not at first. We'll wait. We'll wait. It depends on the interview and where a person works and their occupation and and different things in their environment that we might lean towards an environmental pollutant panel so there's some environmental pollutant panels that are very good at detecting matter of fact i just ran one myself i could show it to you here a, a toxin panel you know i get sent labs all the time by all the new labs they want me to try their stuff mm -hmm. and it, product companies too it's amazing um and uh, i run these labs on myself i want to learn every anything new that could be helpful I will assess it. Matter of fact, my, I have a whole team of people now uh, that help me. We have a committee uh, to go over these things. We run the labs on myself and my top uh, clinical advisors that work for me now and uh, decide if it's something useful. We'll bring it into the, to the training program. But um, toxins, for sure. The, well, I was very surprised at my own recently. I eat all organic food, right? Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't have any pesticides or herbicides in my system. You know what I found? Some glyphosate because it's in everything. It spills over. And, you know, I've forbidden my gardeners. I've got, I have a lot of property. My gardeners are forbidden from using Roundup. You know, the, the, the Roundup spray is glyphosate. But I had a little glyphosate that's very concerning. So these tests are useful because two things. One is I'm going to search. Make sure my gardeners aren't using glyphosate, sneaky, something that, and my neighbors could be using it. It can, it can come over. Um, also, I can do some detoxification. I've got my uh, a little thing right here on my desk that I take. You know, it's a few squirts of this a couple of times a day. Milk thistle. It helps the liver to mm -hmm. to de decongest. You know, so you we run the labs and then we change our behavior, and that's the secret for us. That's very important, you know, because a lot of people, you know, who come to see us also, they said, well, I eat all organic, so there is no way I have toxins. Oh, well, every cleaning product in my house, you know, is very natural. And so surprising that once we read, you know, like just, you know, do those panels and suddenly like, you know, there are so many toxins in their system. And it's, it's so disheartening that, you know, our environment today is such that doesn't matter where you live, what you do, the toxins can still sneak in. So again, you know, as you said, yes. like until you measure, you don't know, right? You know, and obviously not everybody needs to be measured, but, you know, in certain people, the measurement is so important and gives you so many clues because as you mentioned, you might think that, okay, there are nothing in your body, but there might be toxins underlying, which might be the only reason of your disease. Uh, so that's, that's great. And you, you also yep. mentioned something about genetic panel. So you do also check genetics, you know, in terms of, you know, like who's detoxifying or who has certain things. What, Sometimes what not, not initially. Mm -hmm. um, the reason is 
gene tests never change. Right. If you did a gene test now, do it in one year or five years, it'll be the same. Your genes are never going to change. So I like before and after. I, I can measure the hormones, immune, digestion, detoxification, and so on, these systems. And then we can have you behave differently, change your behavior, then test again later, and we see the difference. Oh, wow, we see big improvements. People know they've improved because they feel so much better. They're happier. They're healthier. They lose a few pounds. They have more energy. They have clearer thinking. Their skin clears up. Their libido returns, you know, whatever it is. And so they feel better, but we test and, and we show them on paper. Look, you still have room to grow, room to grow. So, so I like to use tests that I can track people's progress. And so genes never change. So what's more important is the epigenetics. So we have genetics which you can, can't change because, unfortunately, we can't choose who our parents were, right? And so, so uh, but we can choose, choose our lifestyle and behavior, which affects the genes. And um, I've heard as many, uh, well, I've heard statistics like uh, Dr. Russell Jaffe, he's a good scientist. He says, only 8% of your health is your genes. The other 92% is epigenetics, it's your lifestyle environment. It's your D-R-E-S-S -S program for us. Now, uh, my wife just went and listened to uh, a, a Bruce Lipton uh, speech the other day here in San Diego, he was here visiting, and he says it's 1% genes, the other 99% is epigenetics. He brings in an interesting features of uh, mental powers and and that kind of a thing which i enjoy very much but but you know uh, functional diagnostic nutrition what i teach is based on the science the labs the protocols the labs the protocols all as they apply to one unique individual there's no cohorts in our in our life in our business we you know you're just one person we're going to study you give you things to do and it's not for your neighbor it's you know i mean there's some principles in there be good for your children and all that but you get my point very highly individualized that is a great point because again you know like we are seeing so many people who are running these like you know programs where they have this blanket approach for anybody for that particular disease you know or for a condition and they always forget that there is so much individualized differences you know each and every one of us is so unique and different in terms of right. our environment, in terms of, you know, our genetic pool, in terms of, you know, where we are with our processes, you know, how our body systems work, all those things that you're looking at, right? So the same program or even the same diet might not be the best for each and every one. And that's where, you know, the individualized approach is very important. So I'm so glad that you are doing it and you have this at least a method or an approach where people who are interested in knowing what is wrong with them, not knowing that what is wrong with 70% of people, what is wrong with me as an individual is where you apply. Yep, absolutely. So um, if it isn't, um, if it isn't individualized, maybe it worked for your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and that's the thing, uh, why I, I see online a lot of uh, forums. I go to a forum and to be a practitioner there, whether it's a doctor or a chiropractor or a health coach, or, 
hey, I've got a new client and they've got this condition, something called this. You know, have you had anyone like that before? It doesn't matter if they have. You you need to take a solid investigative approach to that individual with that problem because what worked for Mrs. Smith down the street may not work for Mrs. Jones, who you who's your customer, you know, and and um you know, and then you're just guessing. You're just well, let's try it and see. It's anecdotal. Um uh, or antidotal, but it may not work. And for instance, with supplements, there's only three things can happen. You feel better. You feel nothing. You feel worse. Well, two out of three weren't very helpful, were they? So if you knew which which supplements or which stress you, you're dealing with or which diet you should be eating, and exercise also could be very individualized. Even sleep patterns need to be individualized because we all think differently about that you know i mean there's some rules that that everyone should know but otherwise you have to work with that person so that's a great point doctor that is great you know thank you so much i mean this is such a great information that you have shared with our folks obviously like you know you have given a like a different approach that people can follow of knowing what is wrong with them and then kind of creating the system where they can be helpful so tell us, tell our audience more about where they can find you, where they can know more about, you know, the functional diagnostic nutrition. Thank you. So we have um, functional diagnostic nutrition is known commonly as FDN. So it's easier to say FDN, functional. And there are FDN practitioners all over the world, mostly here in the United States, but we're in 50 different countries. Some I didn't know were countries, but... We have one there, <laughs> uh, or maybe two. But if they so, if people go to fdntraining.com/slash reversing Hashimoto's in honor of you and your wonderful show and the fantastic work that you're doing, we have a unique URL. Funk, it's fdntraining.com/slash reversing Hashimoto's, and uh, come and find us there, just learn. You won't be sold anything. We just want to share information and, and see if we could possibly help you. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for creating like a personalized, you know, link for us. We really appreciate it. Please guys check out, you know, this information is valuable and this can be the life changing information that you have been waiting for such a long time. So please recommend doing that. The links will be in the description also. So you can look up over there and, uh, Thank you, Reed, again for coming over here and sharing this information. Okay. Really, anytime, uh, doctor. Yeah, fantastic. Keep up the amazing work you're doing, and uh, I wish you a lot of success with the current summit. I know you're sharing fantastic information with the audience. I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Okay, take care. Bye, bye, guys.